time for Matt Key, Kevin. I'll bring us our quick tip of the week. When I get text messages from brands, you know, stores I buy from, companies I deal with, it just comes in as a number. I like to know who those are from, especially when I'm like in my car and I, all I get to see is the display. So my quick tip is go in and assign a contact to those numbers and give it a company name. It, skip the first and last name. Just give it a company name. And now on all your devices, because of the magic of iCloud syncing, even though they're text messages, you'll get a contact name popping right up and you'll know who these things are from. And it kind of helps sort things out a little bit easier. More quick tips like this, plus your questions answered, some cool stuff found and a big party here today on Mac Geek Up 1K 1024 for Monday, February 12th, National Clean Out Your Computer Day 2024. And welcome to Mac Geek Up. We are the show where you send in your quick tips like that one, uh, your cool stuff found, your questions. We try to answer your questions. We share your quick tips and your cool stuff found. The goal is for each and every one of us to learn at least five new things every single time we get together. <laughs> Sponsors for this episode include BB Edit at barebones.com. We will talk more about that in a little bit. For now, here. In Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And here in Fairfield, Connecticut, this is John F. Braun. Woo! And here in South Dakota and in inner space, I'm Adam Christensen. And here from San Francisco, California, it's Pilot Pete. Good morning and happy 1K show day, everybody. everybody. This is cool. Uh, to, yeah. yeah to all, all, everybody, uh, the, the, four, the four, or if you're watching the video, five of us here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Adam is here twice. We'll explain. That's because I'm so nice. <laughs> you are twice as nice. And uh, yeah, to, like to everybody in, in the Mackie Cab family here, we made it to uh, 1024. That's pretty, I think it's pretty exciting. So uh, why is 1024 a significant number? Dave? Well, it, there's this thing. Um, it, it's, it's double five twelve. That's why it's a significant number, right? Oh no. But wait, why is five twelve a significant number, John? That's twice. It's two fifty six, right? No, I'm not John, but no, but okay. So, but John, why is two fifty six a significant number? Um, computers speak binary. Oh, um, yeah. so for example, this is the reason. Two to the tenth power is ten twenty-four. Oh, so this is the two to the tenth episode. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's one better than two to the ninth, exponentially speaking. Yeah. I like it. I like now, it. Now, of course, it creates some confusion because, um, and this was a big controversy a while ago. Um, hard drives are measured in different units. Mm-hmm. Oh, gigabytes versus gigabytes. Yeah, and as you so one thousand is close enough to ten twenty four, but as you as you start going up the scale, they deviate from each other. And at one point, people are like, "Well, hard drive people, you're you're ripping me off. You're not giving me the space that you said I'm supposed to get." And that's oh, because we're counting differently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, 
John, thank you for uh, for joining us for this special episode. This is amazing. It's uh, it's good to hear your dulcet tones, my friend. Thank you for the invite. Of course. Yeah, it's a special one. So uh, I will apologize on your behalf, Adam, because you probably don't realize how loud it is for us when you sip your coffee. And that, <laughs> uh, well, doing that yeah, no, it's okay. You're, you're on a different microphone today. Do you want to explain yep. what's on, what this microphone is for people who aren't watching yes. the video? And we'll apologize so, to the people. As people know, last it. week we were recording right before my Vision Pro delivery. So I have my Vision Pro on today and you're hearing me through the Vision Pro microphones rather than my standard microphone. It's also why I'm sideways on the on the video we didn't do some pre-testing and realized that Streamyard, uh because i'm in a mobile app it defaults to a landscape view and you have to set the orientation before we go live but <laughs> we were live already so yep i'm sideways pseudo adam down there in that window for people who can't see it it's video i'm in you know picture portrait mode when you turn it landscape on your iphone and that's how you're seeing virtual me which also looks kind of old. And another interesting thing is, you know, you can add glasses. So you do your scan without the glasses. You do your, you know, thing. Those are digital glasses. But for whatever reason, they have a, a ton of frame selection. But you have to do transparent glasses. I don't know why. So Oh, you, you can't do You can't do frames. colors. Like, oh. I would make them black because normally my glasses are black. But. At least not yet. I don't know if they'll change yeah, it. That's or not, interesting. That was an interesting. Can you have your avatar wear a Vision Pro to be like no, super no. meta about it? No, you can't. <laughs> there wasn't a Vision Pro glass. What? Version. That seems yeah. crazy. Okay, so uh, hey, I haven't gone for my Vision Pro demo yet. I I have one scheduled. Uh, I'm going to do it this weekend. Um, it, it, Pete or John, have either of you done a, a Vision Pro demo yet, or is, is Adam truly the only one here of us that's worn one? I think he is. Okay. So I have questions, Adam, because you've had this thing for a week. Yep. Uh, um, the, the really, I, I mean, I have all kinds of questions, but the, the first one that I have is about one of your stated, you know, uh, predicted use cases for this work. Like yep. you work as a programmer. So how... How has that gone? Like, so I play. Yeah. So that's a, that's a perfect question. Cause that's like my, my big use case. Um, I still have a lot of things to set up and there were some challenges with work. So as you might imagine, I work remote. So uh, one of the big apps we use is um, Slack. Right. And yep. we all are not Slack. Um, Microsoft teams. Maybe? Zoom. Zoom. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. We're on zoom a lot. So there's a zoom app for, um, for it and it works great. I, I did a Zoom call with some of my coworkers, but one of the features we use in Zoom and we rely on a lot is um, breakout rooms. So we have breakout rooms, and um, I cannot figure out how to do breakout rooms in. And I have to be very very careful using my hands because to talk because oh. things are going <laughs> off all over all over the place. But um, in in Zoom, I couldn't find breakout rooms, so I couldn't get into we we break into pods. So throughout the day when I'm working, I'm sitting with my other developers that are in my pod, but they're in a breakout room, so I couldn't get into that breakout room. Um, now I could do it from my computer, um, and that worked great, like bringing up the the computer display. So you know, look at my Mac, connect, creates a virtual display. I can use my regular uh, keyboard and trackpad 
that works awesome. You can throw up it's 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 a 4K screen. You are limited to one 4K screen. So if you want to do multiple screens, you can bring up other uh, you know, Vision Pro apps, basically any iOS app or any Vision app, you can put up, you know, all around that sure. Mac screen. Um, so you have to really rely on that. So that works great because I can do email because all of the office suite is there. So like Outlook, no problem. I can throw that up there. I could throw up Zoom, but all the features of Zoom don't look like they're in, quite enabled yet, at least not Got in it. the Vision Pro app. I I could probably also download the iPad app. I don't know if iPad app supports breakout rooms, but I would imagine that it does. So, um, but yeah, like, you know, Visual Studio Code was there on my main screen. They don't have a dedicated app for it yet that I would imagine Microsoft might change. Um, so as more Vision Pro apps, you know, it's early. So I, I, if, one of my very first things, impressions is that there's a lot of awesome stuff. The, you know, the iPad apps work okay. Vision Pro apps are definitely better. They're they're better optimized in terms sure. of the interface and stuff like that. So I think as more apps become available, I look at it like the original iPhone, right? When the original iPhone came out, we didn't have apps or there were, and even when we had apps, there was very limited app and it took a while for that to kind of get there. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, it worked. Um, and with the right strap, did I do some? No. Pete oh, just okay. Pete just made me nice and big on the screen. So <laughs> I did. No. You did. Yeah. Somebody did. So so long story short, I think it's workable. Um there's a there's a learning curve though. Because the other thing is is you have to look, you know, you have to be actually looking at a window to interact with it or and the hardest one was typing. So yes, you can use your keyboard, but I need to be looking at the place where I need to be typing. Right. right. Which is a little bit different. I can't just like have the cursor in the window over there and type i have to like look and type so that's a little bit different okay all right but um but but like for doing your coding work i like the the not meeting part of it functional yep yeah yeah and the other thing is uh when you're using the keyboard it will also bring up a little virtual uh like anchored display like when you're using your physical keyboard yeah. uh, above the physical keyboard. So you can see if you're looking down at your keyboard, you can see what you're typing. But again, you have to go over, insert the cursor, you know, like start, get it going. And then kind of you can, huh. you can type away. But Fascinating. I mean, it, it, like it, first weekend, you're able to be productive with it and, and all of those things ish. Yeah, not as productive as if I'm just using my dual monitor setup. But like I said, it's it's a learning curve. I can yeah. see getting there. It's right, just like right. this is a whole new thing. And, and like even now when I I still want to talk with my hands, but if I mm. pinch things, you know, dialogues are coming up and stuff. Yeah, I think <laughs> so I, I think be careful. I blamed Pete for changing the video layout. I, I, I don't oh, was think I doing it, it turns I out. I, I don't think it was Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I do it? I, I think we have. Oh, the three of us, I don't think John has those controls on his screen because of the way we brought John in today. So it, it's us. Oh, yeah. probably if I look at those little icons down yeah. below and then yeah. make a hand gesture. Yes, that was probably me. Yeah. Like making things it, go wonky. Just as long as but you don't end the call. It's fascinating to yeah. see when he does make a hand gesture, puts his hand up in front of his face and moves his hand. It it does it. Yeah. Yeah. He, now your fingers are invisible when they're in front of your face. That's no, they're, or, they're yeah, translucent. My microphone, which yeah. I can't see. Hey, so somehow you just turned portrait mode, Adam, on the screen. I, well I, done, I sir. Well, I don't know what I did. What'd you do? 
I just put my hand closer to the screen. I don't know. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. Hey, we fixed it. <laughs> yeah, we fixed it. Woo! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All right, and we're here so to fix your problems that. too. We're going to fall um, bass backwards into it. <laughs> the other, the other truly amazing thing, and we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show when I went, you know, when we did the march back and forth thing. Um, the space, the spatialness, spatiality—I don't know how you would say it—like of everything is truly incredible, and this blew me away. The, the first day I got it, I did the setup in my kitchen. Okay. And I'd gone through the setup and I set up my, I set up my, you know, persona. And then, you know, I'd gone into the living room and I was watching Apple TV stuff and checking out 3D video and, and all that sort of thing. And the next morning I got up and, I, you know, I grabbed it from the living room and I'm sitting there and I kind of turned around and back in the kitchen, I had left the persona window open and I could see my persona like sitting where I had left it in the kitchen. And not only that, you can see, you can see your windows through walls. So like when I got up to go get the coffee, one thing was as I walked away, the audio, I got further away from the audio and the audio went down, but I could still hear it very, very softly in the kitchen. And if I looked over towards my office, I can see the backs of all my windows. Not only that, you can, you can use the controls. So I could literally, if I had wanted to, I could have plucked the window from my office and brought it back into the kitchen. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. Right. All the way. In, and it scales everything appropriately, too. So the windows were just like way, way tiny, way, way back over there. And I just moved my window over. Yeah. So, and you're, we, for, for those that either are watching the video or go back and watch the video, we have two videos of uh, two images of Adam that your normal camera and this one, your normal video is frozen. At the moment, yeah, so I, don't I know, know what happened. There. I know you're we'll planning on it. switching back, so that might be a little thing. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, so very cool. That, I, I, I'm eager, to, really eager to hear how this evolves for you. Uh, very cool. So, John, what have you been up to, man? It's good to have you. Not too much. Buying new toys. I'll talk about some of them later. Cool. Cool. Amazing. 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 Cool. Well, it's it's it, like I said, it's good to uh, it's good to have you. Um, is, now, is now a decent time to enter the real world again? You you can re-enter the real world. I'll I'll tell everybody about our hangout that's coming up on Sunday. I know we mentioned it in the last episode, but uh, there was some discussion. It, we like to have these hangouts anyway, so it doesn't really matter what we talk about. But we always like to have something that's of interest to the community and the. There were some questions in our Discord about Mac web browsers, and it seemed to me that that would be a great thing to do as a collaborative hangout on Zoom because those who wish to share and show how they're using their favorite web browser can do so, and we all get to look over each other's shoulders. So I, I think there's a lot to learn with, uh, with that from each other there because even if I know we don't all use the same browser, but even if we did, seeing how other people have their browsers configured and how they use them would be is always eye opening and sometimes frustrating. Like you know, you seeing somebody, it's like, oh, why do you do it that way? There's a much better way. We we do that with each other in a productive sort of collaborative way. So that's uh, this coming Sunday, the 18th of uh, of February. Uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern, if you subscribe at MacGeekUp.com slash calendar, you will 
see it already on your calendar. If you are in our Discord, the there's a thread for it, and I will also post the Zoom link and password there if you are subscribed to the Mac Geek Out. Mac, oh man, easy for me to 1024. Still can't say it. If you are subscribed to the Mac Geek Gab email list, you which you can do at macgeekgab.com, you uh, will get an email uh, this coming week with all the Zoom details. We just can't post them on any social media other than Discord because of the script kitties, and that you know that's just no fun. So uh, yeah, so uh, so there we are. Is it time to continue with quick tips, Adam? Are you are you back I to think being? So. I'm back. I am back. I think. Oh yeah, you got yeah. yeah. They, yeah, that mic's a little more, you got a little more rich. tone. Yeah, it's richer. Yeah, yeah. That's the word. Yeah, great word. Yeah. Yeah. And he changed his shirt, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your avatar has last week's shirt on it, Adam, which 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 tracks. Yes, with, uh, with the... Be yeah. careful what clothing you are wearing or not wearing when setting up F- your avatar. FYI, <laughs> Apple says... Apple says personas are beta, so it comes up. It is beta, a beta feature at the moment. So my guess is they're going to address the clothing hair thing at some point. Yeah. Maybe not in this version, maybe in the next version. Yeah. You know, because you also get helmet hair, basically. So Right. Yeah. Your hair is is very, um, very hairsprayed. It is. Yes. Pasted on. Yeah. It is paste. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I guess we will be resuming quick tips since we did one to open the show. You want to take us to Sarab, Adam? Yeah, he's got some Vision Pro tips for us. Uh, he says, you know, you can use multiple hands simultaneously to move and resize two windows at once. That oh, sounds like some ambidextrous, like, stuff i don't know i don't know if i'm ready to go there yet. i'll have to try that out moving moving I'm, one around at a time i'm used to doing that so uh that's interesting okay all right you can say s lady close all apps to exit all open apps you can bring an app really close to you and inter- interact with it like an iphone or ipad app that, this one is actually really cool every all your controls are touchable basically and you can you can interact with any element as that and not only that um there's a hover sort of thing so as you your finger gets closer you will see a little white kind of shadow and then even with like keys anything that's pressable there is actually a press in obviously there's no tactile feedback but it will interact like huh. elements will physical elements or virtual elements will interact with your yeah. physical digits which is amazing um wow. I, I heard from a developer's perspective there's a full skeletal system on your hands so developers can like play with that. So it's going to be really interesting oh, to see cool. what they do with the apps. So Apple gives you a, them an underlying bone structure for all your. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's <laughs> fascinating is you don't need hand controls, nothing in your hands to hold like the other yeah. virtual and augmented reality. You know, some, some used gloves, some used just taking hand gestures. Have you played? And I'm curious about the latency of the hand gestures. Have you played any games with it that where the latency mm-hmm. or done anything where the latency would matter? And how is it? Oh yeah, yeah. They have a great version of um, Fruit Ninja where you actually karate chop fruit <laughs> that flies at you, and it turns your entire environment into the space that you're playing in. Like it put a little rocks and grass like all over my living room in the right places, not, you know, on the couch or the chairs. Like it knows where all the objects are. Wow. A little pig walked around and like it, the, the, again, the immersiveness of this thing is 
through the roof. And I've played with other hands or headsets and stuff like that. And it's just, it, it blows your mind. Like I would encourage anybody and I, multiple people have said this, but if you have an opportunity, go set up a demo, go do the demo. Yeah. Uh, be careful if you have extra cash though, because <laughs> I know you might get sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe leave your wallet, a uh, wallet at home, just bring an idea right. or whatever you need to like do the demo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 All right. I hope somebody makes a minority report plug-in for that thing. It's basically that. It basically is that. The way elements like anchor to the the environment or their space is incredible. Like there's no jiggle, there's no jitter. Like if you plop an object on the on the table, it's there, or if it's floating in that space, wherever you leave it, it's just unbelievable. Huh. Um Back to Sarab's tips, though. If you long press on the X button below an app, to, you can use that to hide all other apps. You can double press the home button, uh, which is the little. Uh, uh, that's a physical called? button the on di- the... the dial. The dial. Oh, um, like the crown. The crown like on the your... Apple Watch. Digital crown. Yeah, the yeah, little okay. digital crown thing. That's a physical button. You also have a, another button, which is for like the camera features and stuff like that. It's also the button you double press to uh confirm like purchases and things like that. Oh yeah, um, okay. Yeah. But you can double press that home button to hide all apps. You can hold that down. This is this is a really good tip and I didn't learn this for a couple of days and it really helped. So, Windows can get a little cattywampus sometimes like when you drag them over there or you like turn or again like when I was in my kitchen and all my windows were here in the office, you can press and hold down the home button and that will bring everything back to you and recenter it. So if anything's off, so if I look over here and I have a window over here, I can hold that down and it'll recenter it over there. Interesting. So yeah, that that's a really, really helpful one. And then finally in the what, TV app, if Okay, you know, yeah. okay, I was oh I, I already interrupted you. What what was that word you learned from uh from moving to South Dakota that I've never heard you use before before? Cattywampus? Yeah, I've never I've just never heard you use that. I know I know it's a word, I've just never heard you use it before. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, in the TV app, if you look at the top left corner and select your current environment again, it will auto place the video further and bigger than you could place it manually. Note this only works in the Apple TV app, not third party streaming apps. And the virtual environments don't even get me started on that. Like that feature blows me away. Really? Uh, and there's there's a couple of things about that. Yeah, so I watched Star Wars Rogue One in 3D, which the 3D video, like 3D movies on this thing. I, I have always hated 3D. Like when you go to the sure. theater and they give you the glasses and I've tried all the different kinds of 3D. This is like immersive, I- incredible. And they've got tons of 3D movies. It, anything that you've purchased in your, a lot of, Things that you purchased in your library already, if you purchased from Apple, they're auto converting to 3D. So no additional cost. You get 3D versions. They've got Marvel movies and obviously Disney's in on it. So almost anything from Disney, but a few other studios. But anyway, I watched Rogue One in 3D on basically a movie screen in, in a movie environment. But I chose to use they have the Tatooine environment and some of the environments are just in certain apps. So like the Disney ones are only in Disney plus like the of Disney course. environments. Yeah. yeah um, and Apple has their own environments and um, HBO has their own environments. So they have game of Thrones. Like you can sit in the, in the, in the throne room and watch your movie. 
but it it puts the screen out where like a, a ginormous movie screen would be. But I'm so I'm sitting in a land speeder. It was basically a land speeder drive-in is kind of the environment. There's land speeders all around. But you look down and you're sitting in the seat and you look in front of you and you see all the controls and you look over here and you see that. And and the other really cool feature, because I wondered about this, was like, I want I finished my drink and I wanted to go go get a drink. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to dial back the environment or whatever. Nope. Stand up. Start walking. It takes you out of the, the full environment, allows you to interact oh. with your space. And then you walk and you sit back down. And when you walk back into the space, it shows you where you were sitting and you sit back down and you're back in the environment. So like wow. little stuff like that is the little Apple stuff they think about, right? They think about. What if I need to get up and go get a drink? I don't want to have to turn the dialer. I just stand up and yeah. it knows I'm moving and it goes, hey, you can go get a drink now. <sighs> That's, That's so cool. The, cool. The, yeah, the level of detail they've thought about. But then I, I sent you some video, Adam, that I shot. And I found it interesting that the uh, that the spatial video didn't come through when I emailed and or texted it to you. But right. if I sent it via iCloud link... You got the full. Well, you sent yeah. an exported version, though, Pete. Like you yes, exported the correct. video on your Mac yeah. and then sent the export. And I think the export process is what, for Turns lack of a better term, dumbed it down. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's similar to what you would get when you shoot um, live video, right? If you shoot a live video and you share it, you know, via text or whatever, it will convert it. Or you try it in certain platforms. So if you're not going from iCloud or from yeah, iCloud to iCloud. So I think there's something to that, like too. Right. I think it needs but, to be shared I, in an Apple. I way. did tell Photos, Apple Photos, export the full original unedited. Oh, you know, I, that's what I tried. But he, when it was the iCloud link, he got it. And then he also mentioned it was kind of like a, a few green state feeling in there. And I was well, noticing yesterday when yeah. I was in the Apple Store in Honolulu that the edges of the video show, you know, kind of blurs. Yeah, so what happens is I, it's definitely, uh, here's the thing, on uh, my opinion on the spatial video stuff, it, it, you know, it's really good. I will tell you the stuff that I shot on, and I don't know if it was lighting because the room was kind of dark, but the stuff that I shot with the Vision Pro was not great, in my opinion. Like, it felt very grainy, very, you know, 1.0. So think, if you go back and look, if you, anybody with an original iPhone, if you go back and look at your original iPhone photos, that when you got the iPhone, you were like, oh, these are amazing, like digital photos. If you look at them now, they're like, yeah, those photos aren't that great. <laughs> right, so, right, spatial right. Spatial video shot on the on the device itself. I think the cameras are not quite up to snuff. Sure. That stuff that Pete sent me from an iPhone 15 Pro looked great. But again, when it was in a window. So it, you know how you've seen the video. If you've seen the videos uh, that Apple's put out, you'll see the spatial videos in kind of a little square Yep. Square window. Yep. And they look great in there. Now, there's a button to like make it immersive. To right? live in so the environment. Up, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I called it cheaty, I think, on our text. So when I clicked that button, it got a little bit bigger and then it just fogged the edges white. Wait, it, the, the edges <laughs> so of your reality you. aren't fogged all the time, Adam? <laughs> no, but it's, so, but it's not like a panorama. Like, I have panoramas and panoramas are amazing. Yeah, right. Them, you know, 180 degrees and you feel like you're back in that's that space. What, that's what I would have expected the video to that's be. That's what I would have expected the spatial yeah. video to be. It's not what it is. It's a little, it's a little window that you look into and got it's it. got 
it's very impressive, like 3D. It, it kind, does kind of like real. watching Avatar with the window. 3D glasses on, where you're looking into a world. Is that yeah? Is that right? Yeah, you're looking into a window. And, and I will okay. tell you too. Um, people might have heard that there's an issue with field of view on uh, Apple. I don't know that it's any worse. I mean, some people will say it's worse than some other 3D headsets. Sure, sure. But you do get a little goggle view, so you do sometimes. You eventually, if you're in it long enough or watching a movie, you'll get past it because you're looking past it. But it is noticeable sometimes that you have, you know, yeah, like you don't a, get your full periphery goggles yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Parting, but, <laughs> yeah. but you get my point is like it, it's a little tunnel vision sometimes. Right. right. Sure. And that's a legitimate complaint. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's continue with quick tips. And and this time I promise they're not about the Vision Pro. Uh, but there, but if you have quick tips about the Vision Pro, please send those in. I don't mean to be dismissive. I just, you know, it's been 30 minutes. Um, Where would you send them, Dave? To feedback at MacGeekGab.com? I guess. Okay. Asking for a friend. Yeah. I, I would do feedback at MacGeekGab.com. John? Did you say feedback at MacGeekGab.com? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, all right. Yuri wrote in with our next quick tip uh use the command key when you or command click on the title in any uh menu bar like you know the title of a document in a menu bar that will open up a menu that shows the path of the file and all of the subfolders and folders leading to that file. So you can navigate up to wherever you want, including the, you know, if you just want to see the folder that the file is in uh, it's right there, it's the first one in the list, but you get to see the path and you can even navigate there. And when you choose to navigate there, let's say you're in pages, you command click on the title of a document. It drops down this menu, whatever you choose will open up in the finder. So you can see that view of your stuff. Uh, and this is what I love quick tips for because it's things I used to know and I forgot. So it's good. Here's a follow-up tip. Yeah. If you open terminal, excuse me, and drag a file or folder into the terminal window, it'll give you the text path to that file. Right. If you drag it from the finder. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And if you, if you put a command in ahead of it, like if you wanted to, copy that or something in the terminal you put cp space and then drag it in and yep there you go mm. yep i find that really handy with folders if i know i need to do something in a folder uh i will just drag the folder you know i'll say cd space and drag the folder into the terminal and then yeah there it goes yeah that's a good bonus tip i like it i love it all right uh mike brings us to our next one he says in the notes app i have a recipe Three cups of this, one tablespoon of that. When I tap on the three cups, a little sheet pops up with all sorts of conversions. Three cups is X number of pints and so many liters and so many centiliters, etc. No, I'm not going to do public math for you. And it does the same, he says, if I tap on one tablespoon. Of course, I had not seen this before and thought you would enjoy. We certainly do enjoy. Those are the quick tips that we love, the things we didn't know we needed to know. But that's actually a great way that that makes me think that using notes to to store and manage recipes might be a pretty good idea. So yeah, said it yeah. before, I will say it again. Data detectors are cool. Yep, they sure are. They really are. And, and that's why Spotlight, I did it with Spotlight and I found out that 3 tablespoons is essentially a shot. 
an ounce and a half. <laughs> that's that's, that's where <laughs> that is, folks, is pilot math. I'm just going to say <laughs> everything as it relates to a shot. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do shots in the cockpit, nor eight hours leading up to their time in the cockpit. I don't want to. I don't want to cast well, any of that. Yeah. Look, and I used to live in Louisiana, and I, I went to LSU, went to Baton Rouge, and they, people used to say, how far is New Orleans? And uh, listen, I'm not advocating drinking and driving. People who know me personally know I'm very much against it. I was just going to say, knowing you, I but, know exactly yeah. how against it you are. But yeah. the, the question was, well, how far is New Orleans? And the answer is, about a six-pack. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that, I mean... It, for Pete, you know, if, if you're as as old as Pete, you would know this. Uh, if if not, ask your parents. Uh, but but you know, before before it, uh, like before yeah. drinking and driving was considered bad, it was considered normal. Like when I moved to Texas mm-hmm. for the first year, you could you couldn't drive drunk, but you could drink and drive. This was in 1995. Yeah. The no law had been law. passed. But it didn't go into effect until January 1st of, of 1996, where you could no longer have an open container in your, in your vehicle. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, yeah, it's, it, I'm glad that the, the, the societal thinking on this has evolved, uh, but it really yeah. used to be like, oh, well, he got into an accident because he was drunk. It, you know, it was an excuse, not a, yeah, a, a, yeah. yeah it's fascinating. But yes, pilot math, folks. All right. There you go. Uh, Ben brings us our next one. He says, uh, I recently rediscovered uh, that one way to close spotlight is to use the same keyboard shortcut that you use to invoke it, which, of course, by default is command space. So you can use command space to invoke spotlight. A lot of times I've learned to use escape to close it. And I wind up hitting escape twice because the first time I hit escape, it clears it and then it closes it. so, but what, what he says is if you close spotlight with command space and then reopen it, whatever query was there persists. So if you're in the middle of doing a calculation and you need to go and find the next number you wanted to add, which is something I want to do all the time for some reason, I don't know why, but I do find myself in this position you just command space yourself out of the spotlight window. Go do whatever you need to do. Come back in. And it, 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 maybe there's some time period after after which it, it wipes itself anyway. But for those quick return visits, it, uh, yeah. It really, really works. I know. I, right? I had no idea about this one. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. I never thought about that. Right? The one thing I've, I've noticed, I'd... they made a change at some point. So sometimes what I'll do is bring up spotlight and then do math in it. You know, like when I'm yeah. paying my bills and all that. So I'll do, you know, this plus this plus this. At some point it truncates it and then I'll see dot, dot, dot. The result, the proper result is still displayed, but I, I don't know why they. What, what is it truncating? Just the the calculation is being truncated? Yes. Uh, just, yeah. Okay. I, I've seen that too. And you're right. That's new. Yeah relatively new maybe maybe the last os or two but yeah it didn't it used to just kind of it's you know grow with you yeah that's mm-hmm. right that's right yep yep does anybody does anybody use the feature where you can like drag stuff out of it so like if you're doing a photo or like you can like drag and drop stuff out of like spotlight right can't what? you isn't that a thing 
I thought you could. I, 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 you, you might. You may be right. Yes, I might yes, be crazy. Can. It's it's like a clipboard thing. I just went and grabbed the uh, three tablespoons, which equals one and a half fluid ounces, by the way, and it'll let you throw it anywhere. That's that's not anywhere a shot, Pete. My, shots in my house are two ounces. But oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I but I just thought this with this other tip. Now you know, like you could leave stuff there, and if you needed to go open another window or like move something around to like bring something over. You know, that would be handy for that as well. Yeah. I had no but I, idea. But yeah, yeah, you can grab it and drag it. That's cool. It's three tablespoons, 1.5 fluid ounces. If I drag this, there it is. It just dragged it as text. And I just put it in, like in our Discord. What? Oh, <laughs> this is going to change. I, this actually makes my brain hurt because I, I, there's a lot of things that I do. I use the clipboard right to do that so maybe here's another tip if you do that calculation right you do three tablespoons equals and then it'll show 1.5 fluid ounces and it's highlighted but any math equation that you do you can just hit command c and now the result of it is on your clipboard and you can go and do whatever you want with it so if you're yeah 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 yep so yeah spotlight spotlight's cool not as cool as data yeah. detectors, Adam, of course, but you know, <laughs> can third party devs still create like the data detector plugins? I know that was a thing for a while, but I don't feel like I've seen it in a long time. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that. Yeah, same. Yeah. Well, if you do feedback at MacGeekUp.com, and if you have examples of third party data detectors that you find valuable, especially feedback at MacGeekUp.com, we'd love to know. Just because we've, Almost done. Well, we've done 1,023 and a half episodes. Uh, just because we've done that many doesn't mean we're done learning things. In fact, every week I feel like I come in with beginner's mind. <laughs> like I'm just <laughs> blown away. Go. Yep. It's crazy. What do you got for us, Pete? What are you going to blow us away with? Well, I actually have uh, two. I'm going to follow up on that last one with calculations. If you're ever at a point where you've got a lot to type in, that sort of thing, you can go, hey, S lady, what's this number plus this number plus that number? And she'll give you the answer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that I, I like to use that as well. But here's another one that I found. this For years, I've been using Google Translate. And there's another app called Translate. And you have to give it access to your camera. And then you point it at some text in a foreign language. And it will translate it for you, after, you know, with your data connection. And I thought, well, you know, hey, what what's this down here? Live text. So if you point your camera at any foreign text, in my case, my phone is set up for English. So if I set it to another language and then hit live text, which is that little square down in the, usually in the bottom right corner with three lines in it, you tap on that. What will pop up in the bottom left corner is a little button that says translate. You tap that and it changes it to English, translates it to English. Like right on the photo itself. Right there on the Right on the screen. Or on the screen of the camera. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, so you don't need the Translate app or the Google Translate or anything. It's right there in the camera. No special app required. Really? I I mean, I've done it in the Translate app, and I find, at least the last time I did it, which has been maybe six months, the Google Translate app I found was more... Was faster, more reliable, maybe than than okay. Apple's Translate app. 
but that, uh, you know, I mean, there's leapfrogging that happens all the time in tech. So, uh, you know, try for yourself. Right. But, but without having to open a separate app. Yeah, I found right. Pretty, just pretty nice. Right, right there down, in the Just camera. point your camera at it, hit live text and hit translate and you get a nice little. Interesting. So like yeah. if it sees text. Oh, it would have to be a foreign language. I got it. Yeah, yeah. That, of course, yeah. that so makes sense. So you could sense. write down a phrase in a in another language and point it at it, and yeah. you'd be amazed at how quickly it comes right up and and uh, gives gives you the, the answer. Amazing. So that's yeah. Slick? Try the um. I I from what I recall, it also supports a limited number of foreign languages. Like I was trying it in the uh, international section in my local grocery store. And so mm-hmm. the kosher section has Hebrew. I think it knows Hebrew. Um, some stuff has Arabic. I, I think there's a limited number of languages that it does know and will translate for you. Huh. So have fun with that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think maybe that's why I use the Google app was it because it, 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 the apples was more limited. I mean, it, no one has all the languages, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right. Uh, it's I'm just processing here. There's so much. We're never going to get to questions. We're, we're, we'll be lucky if we get to cool stuff found, but we will because <laughs> we have we have some good stuff to get to. I expected that this episode would be mostly cool stuff found. I was wrong. Nick says uh, for anyone who wants or likes to customize their Siri voice, but notices that sometimes she goes all robotic and nowhere near what you expect. Check to see if her voice needs to be re-downloaded. I can't tell you why this happens, but on my phone, it frequently loses my Siri voice. I have seen it consistently post-upgrade. Today, it happened after I woke up to check. Go into settings, go to Siri and search, and look at Siri voice. If it says downloading, stay on that page until it is finished. All right. Thanks for that, Nick. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mark. Had, oh, go ahead. Oh, yep. No, I was, I was just saying along those lines. I was playing with that yesterday when I was looking at that tip and I went into voices in settings and it turned out I had a bunch of voices that I had downloaded. Get rid of those. If you don't want them, you don't want them. Yeah. Many, many megabytes that you can save on your phone. By yeah. Getting rid of the voices you're not using. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mark in Florida says lots of people can't get air print to work when they're running the latest uh, Mac OS Sonoma and iOS 17. I was one of them, but I solved the problem by changing one setting on my M1 iMac. That setting is the macOS setting for printer sharing. As soon as I turned it off, I could air print from my iPhone 12 to my Epson ET2650 printer. This worked with my iMac and iPhone VPNs turned on even, so it finds those local things bonjour style. And uh, he says on the Mac, go to system settings, appearance, accessories, and internet sharing, printer sharing, and turn off the slider. On the iPhone, in my example, printing a note from the iOS app, uh, note from the iOS notes app, from the note you want to print, tap the share icon, tap print, and then the printer, and off you go. Now, it works perfectly, by the way. He says, I use Printopia with sharing turned on. Printopia contained the instruction Mac OS built-in printer sharing is active. Disable it if not required. Once I turned it off, I could use AirPrint. Ah, so this is a Printopia printer. Printopia is, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That's great because that can use your Mac to uh, to share printers and do all kinds of fun things. So I will. Well, that's that counterintuitive. 
turn yeah. off printer sharing in yeah. order to yeah. be able to print. Yep. Yep. It's yep. Well, I guess if your Mac is getting in the way trying to share that printer that's already sharing itself, I mean, I can see why yeah. it would be like, let's eliminate confusion. If you're if you're doing some voodoo on your own, we'll yeah. let you. I, you yeah. know, it's probably, probably like, <laughs> go ahead, smart guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and our last quick tip comes from uh, Jay Jewel, who says uh, when sending an iMessage. Try long pressing the send button, the blue circle with the up pointing arrow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this, uh, this allows you to send with an effect. The effects include bubbles, slam, loud, gentle, and invisible ink, or screen, echo, spotlight, balloons, confetti, love, lasers, fireworks, and celebration. I wish my daughter a happy birthday today with balloons and uh, was able to do it this way. Yeah, you hold down on that uh that that little blue thing and uh and off it goes all right folks it is time to talk about our sponsor bb edit imagine a tool so powerful it turns a mountain of text into a molehill bb edit 15 isn't just an update it's a leap forward featuring the minimap palette for unmatched navigation imagine a world where navigating your documents is as easy as scrolling through your photo library that's what this Minimap palette in BB Edit 15 does. It's a bird's eye view of your work. And for fellow developers, BB Edit has turbocharged its project feature. Setting up your digital workspace is now as seamless as syncing your devices with iCloud. And here's the kicker. BB Edit now includes chat GPT worksheets. Imagine having a brainstorming session with the smartest AI right inside your text editor. It's like having a coding buddy who's always awake. This is a good thing. And let's not forget the little things that make BB Edit a powerhouse. Language-specific text completions, virtual environment switching for our data science friends, and a clutter-free notes system, too. Don't get caught using anything less. BB Edit offers a 30-day all-access trial and sweet deals for upgrades. And if you have had a trial on a previous version, guess what? You get 30 days again now with BB Edit 15. Step up your text game. Head to barebones.com to see why BB Edit is the choice of Mac geeks everywhere. Don't just edit, BB Edit. And our thanks to BB Edit for sponsoring this episode. All right, John, in the uh, in the intro, you mentioned that you got some uh, toys. It is time for Cool Stuff Found, and where better to start than with you, my friend? All right, um, I have a sad story here. Um, some of you know I have a, or had, a GCC 12-1200 laser printer that was made in 1999. I was going to well, say, I think it's older than my my children, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but um, here's the bad news is that the uh, yeah, and you can still get toner for it. It's it's combination toner uh, drum assembly. And at some point I was getting streaks and all that. I'm like, OK, time to get a new one. So I got a new one. Uh, here's some advice. Don't force it. Because what I did is I kind of forced the insertion and then I heard something snap. It's and like, then, OK. And then did you have. Done. Oh, did it break the printer or did you have like toner? everywhere i i i broke something in the toner guide assembly so the the printer broke not the toner cartridge correct got it don't break the yeah, toner cartridge either I, that's a disaster you might have to just move if you did that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right so 
I decided, well, let me let me look for a new laser printer. So I put out a uh, a request on my um, my Twitter, and someone got back to me with um, uh, a brother unit that we'll uh, we'll link to, mm-hmm. uh, and it looked pretty good. Um, it's let's see, a uh, uh, compact mono laser single function printer with wireless and mobile device printing. I'm like, oh, okay. that sounds neat. Sure, but then here's what. I did that I shouldn't have done, or actually I should have done. I'm like, let me scroll to the bottom of the page because uh, Amazon typically does a uh, comparison. Yeah. And they showed a couple of additional models, and then one caught my eye. Um, so instead of print, it does print, copy, and scan. I'm like, that's neat. Yes. Um, uh, and what else here? Uh, duplex printing. Dave convinced me, uh, hey, you know, there may be a, a time that you need to use it. I'm like, okay. And it has an LCD display, uh, Ethernet, Wi-Fi, USB, and all that. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, so I got the model. Uh, Dave linked to a slightly different one. But basically, it has a paper tray. It has a place where you put in the toner. It has a place where it ejects things. And it also has an ADF and a scanner. And it's a color scanner. You, you would think, well, Shouldn't it be a black and white scanner? It's like, no. <laughs> no, just because it can't it, it can't print color, but it, it can scan color, sure. Yeah. That's yeah, great. For, that, for, yeah. Go ahead. Um, but but the setup was cool as well. So my old printer didn't have wireless. This has wireless and air print or bonjour as we were talking about earlier. It was the easiest thing to set up. All I had to do the the most traumatic part was I had to enter my Wi-Fi credentials using their non-keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. But once I got that done, you know, I went to each of my machines. Um, the uh, uh, On the computer, I just said add printer. And since the printer was logged in to, uh, you know, just come up at some point saying, you know, brother, model, whatever, you, you know, here's the driver for you. It was just very, very easy to um, cool. set up. I am amazed. I've had a, a duplex printer, meaning it can print on both sides of, of uh, you know, print double-sided. I, I, it's amazing to me that in 2024, I still print enough that I love having the duplex option. You know, there's always little things that I need to print. And it's like, great, you know, yeah, print it on the back, too. I don't need to waste two pieces of paper for this one thing. It, I, it, I'm astounded. And it was interesting. When I got my duplex printer, the one I have is probably uh, five years old, maybe, something like that. And uh, I have a Lexmark. But again, it, you know, they're all kind of the same. Just look for the features that you want and find the one that has them at the price you like and buy it. And then don't think about it until you need another printer because – the models change faster than any of us change our underwear. It's crazy. Um, yep. yep. Same, same with the duplex. I've had a brother uh, laser printer for years now. I don't, I don't have any intention of ever replacing it till it dies. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're incredible. Uh, the other feature I use a lot that I was surprised is copy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I have um, the, the printer that this one replaced is a, an old, uh, HP multifunction Apple's Mac OS update. I mean, it doesn't owe me anything. It's not quite as old as John's printer, but it's, it's close. Like probably within five years of when you got that one, I got this one 
and the scanner and doesn't work anymore. It does not with any computers I own. There is no software for them. And yes, I've tried all of the other third party things. Nobody makes it for this, but that one lives in the house. It's a fine printer. The printing still works because it's, you know, it's just a postscript network printer and it's got an ethernet port on it and it's great. And so we use that in the house and, but having a copier in the house is awesome. We want, we, it's crazy how often we use it. And then the, the, the duplex one that I have in the office will also scan with current devices. And that's handy too. But I remember when I got the duplex one, I posted something again on Twitter about it. And Jason Snell replied, he was like, I know I'm the same way. It's crazy. I lead this entirely digital life. And yet I don't, you know, <laughs> right. yeah, you, you think you do until you don't, you think you do. You do. You do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as part of this purchase, um, so the, the old printer, I would use an Amazon smart plug to power it up and power it down. Okay. Um, I couldn't figure out how to do that or no. And so I had a smart plug that I bought quite a while ago and I tried to activate it. And it, it wouldn't. I got like some dumb pairing error. It's like a, unable to configure. And okay, like, sure. It, it used to work. Um, someone from Amazon actually reached out to me and said, yeah, send us the info. And they're like, okay, we credited your account $30 because the new smart plug or your Ooh. old smart plug doesn't wow. work. Wow, that's amazing. Huh. Well, Go figure. yeah, I was shocked that, that they are, they're actually, you know, Searching for people mentioning their products, and and if they're complaining about it, they'll they'll do what they can. Where did you com- did you it. complain about it? Like in an Amazon review or on Twitter or something? Um, on a Twitter. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, customer service, man. Like that. That's the key to successful business. And they didn't even have you go to Target to buy them gift cards for that customer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there is one thing we need to get through that. I will make sure because yeah. John, I think you'll get a kick out of this, but um, it, it, un, un, only related to tangentially to Pete's comment. But um, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Fascinating. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. But, but doesn't, I would assume your new printer has like a, a, a dormant mode or a sleep mode or whatever, where it's using almost no power. Right. So you don't need to turn it off. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and here's a tip. So the thing is, you know, once I had it on and I pressed the power button at some point it would say deep sleep. So yeah, there's a low power mode. I think it draws like four Watts an hour or something like that. So not a biggie, but, I just, it, it, it was the old way of doing things that I, you of know, course. had to eventually get over. Uh, the of other thing course. is I found out there is a way to turn it off. You hold down the power button. Oh, yeah. Like, now, in order yeah. to learn that, I had to RTFM. <laughs> well, there you go. This, <laughs> it wasn't you know? obvious to me. I'm like, if I press the power button, shouldn't you turn off? And it's like, well, not really. This is why, you know, almost 19 years later, this show still exists because we still have to RTFM just because we were doing this a long time. Flight manual. Read Read the the flight flight manual. Flight manual. You know, that there. Hang on. Hang on. That deserves a magical. (laughs) There it is. I learned something because I thought that meant something completely different. Pete, boy, I should apologize to my mother. Um, All right. Adam. I thought it was read the full manual. Oh, fine, fine manual. The fine manual. Boy, I I really I have to apologize to everybody now. Huh? 
Yeah, because when mm-hmm. I tell people that, I, I, I don't use any of your adjectives. I, I use yeah. a different one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, but you, every time I tried to type it out before iOS 17, it would say, read the ducking manual. And I never quite understood right. what that was all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Adam, you got a cool stuff yes. found for us. I do. This will be a little bit limited, but uh, it's my attempt to convince Pete that he needs a he needs a Vision Pro because <laughs> I was playing around with it and looking for different apps, and a flight app came up called ForeFlight. It's actually a Boeing company, um, right. and they have this app called Voyager. And you fire this up, it they have a, a bunch of curated airports. It puts a terrain like this giant table disc floating terrain on your in your space you like plop it down and it has the actual terrain like so if there's mountains and hills and stuff like that and it's airports and it will show you the airport but then not only that it shows you the planes actually where they are on the runway where they're doing their approach where they're taking off from with accurate airspeeds and altitudes and directions and you can tap on the plane and it pops up the little window right above the the plane and it's not only planes it does commercial jets business jets turboprops piston aircraft flying helicopters and it does have curated airports but you can look up any airport and i'm in a teeny tiny town uh 15,000 people and they have our airport in there, like yeah, any airport. Right. You can all, just all the search GA for airports. They, yeah, yeah, and it's all with the. Maybe Pete can tell me what the K codes mean. Like it has extra codes. It's not just the three digit. It's a four. Yeah, I can four digit. So code. there's IATA, IATA, and I don't remember what that abbreviation stands for. International Aviation. Some. Uh, so BOS Boston JFK for New York uh, is an IATA code. KBOS is the ICAO, I-C-A-O, International Civil Civil Aviation Organization. So worldwide, there are four-digit codes. The United States all start with a K except for uh, Alaska and Hawaii, which start with P, I I presume for Pacific. Uh, um, Much of Europe starts with an E, some interesting but, but that's what it is yeah the, the i knew i mean i knew boss and k boss were the same airport like it, I, yeah. I, I was i was smart enough to intuit that but i had no idea why yeah, ah. yeah and so it will it will also give you the airport data you know weather and all that sort of stuff so wow. it was like crazy i sat in my living room for way too long watching probably not to be warm while flying Although I I wonder if there's a world where that becomes your cockpit glass, Pete. Mm, it, you know, you're, it may be. I mean, because certainly, uh, certainly the military is doing that. And if right. The, the example right. is the oh, yeah. the F-35, right? Yep. The, the helmet on that thing. Now, no one's going to go out and buy this Apple Vision Pro. The helmet on the F-35 is about, I, I think I heard 300,000 was the number. Right. For the helmet, mm-hmm. but if you want to see what's flying below you, you simply look down, and the cameras on the airplane that are pointed down project onto your visor what's below you. It's yeah. truly yeah. an augmented reality, yeah, right situation. So you're it's like flying in a clear bubble. I mean the late the latency is probably good enough. Like I can walk around in this thing no problem. And I know Marquez Brown in his review played ping pong with it on, and I believe. 
somebody already got pulled over wearing one of these things of in course the car. of course if somebody's an idiot like i don't know who would do that i thought i immediately thought of that though i'm you like don't, somebody's you gonna don't drive. know who somebody's would do gonna that? drive in yeah. this thing I, yeah yeah because yeah. you can so i mean you could <laughs> yeah hmm. so adam do, do they uh offer an option to tighten the bolts on the plane before taking off <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <laughs> Uh, that, wow. virtually it was low no but they, there wow. there is an, another app and i'm going to forget the name of it i'll have to come back to it where you can put uh 3d models in your space and i think a bunch of the reviews have shown this where you put a full-size f1 race car in your living room and it looks so incredibly real they also have a jet engine and you can take that apart and you can see the parts moving and you can disassemble it reassemble it fabulous for training and oh, yeah. full size yeah. i mean and you can walk up to it and look in and just look at all the little details, like down to the tiniest level. And it's just like, I can't wait to see where we are in your environment. Yeah. I can't wait to see where we are. in. I was going to say a year, but even six months as, as developers really start to like dig in, this is, I, I, you know, I have not yet bought one. I, I, if I were traveling as frequently as I once was, I, I think I would, would probably get one both for use on the plane so that I can just like be immersed and, and forget about where I am. But also like what you're talking about with your, with your office environment, Adam, where, you know, you can, like, if I could bring my multiple monitor set up with me in a headset, that, that's way mm-hmm. more efficient, right. To have everywhere. Yeah. So like, I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Crazy. speaking of things to bring with you while you travel, Pete, uh, you want to take yeah. us to Andrew? I can do that. I think. All right. um, so, yeah, so Andrew writes, uh, uh, over the years, I have used various means to watch TV while traveling, using the hotel and Airbnb TV, including taking my Apple TV with me, running an HDMI cable from my iPhone, iPad, or, or Mac. I found the Apple TV to be too bulky to travel with. Using other means, I lost use of my phone, iPad, or Mac if it was, if it was being used as the media player. In the New Year sales, Google Chromecast HD was on sale for $35, 60 Australian dollars. So I grabbed one. It's the unit with a remote control, unlike the original Chromecast. Wow, is it impressive. It is thin and light and easily fit in my travel bag. All of the apps I need are available except Apple Music. It also runs VPN. It's easy to plug into wall-mounted TVs. I can control it via Google TV app on my Apple devices. The remote is both Bluetooth and infrared, meaning it controls volume on the TV or soundbar too. And as I said, wow, it's not as snappy as Apple TV, but it's 30% of the price and and size. The as-shipped UI or home screen is full of crap. Suggestions. Up next, continue watching and sundry stuff. Uh, however, there is a switch that you can flick that removes everything except the apps on your home screen. This makes it an Apple TV clone. On the home screen, arrow up as high as you can, right arrow on the settings and click, arrow down to the accounts and sign in, and click right arrow to your account and click, and arrow down to the apps only mode, and switch on by clicking. Boom, you have an Apple TV emulation mode. This thing looks sharp, Dave. I I have never had a Chromecast, but... I have I, I have encountered I just got cost thirty five dollars. <laughs> well, it's only thirty bucks on Amazon today. There is there this is the HD version, which is the one he recommended. There is yeah. a four K version of it as well. 
that I think is a, another $10, right? It's the, yeah. the you know, for thirty nine ninety eight today on Amazon, you can get the Google TV 4K. So if if that matters to you, then, but it's- it, Then look, you need a 4K TV in your hotel room or, a, you know- A lot of them are 4K in hotel rooms yeah, and Airbnbs yeah. now. So, it, and, it, and it, of course, will work with non-4K TVs too. Sure. So, you know, for 10, for 10 bucks more, you kind of bought your options. I have a- uh, I was going to say confession, but it really isn't a confession. Um, I have been using not, I have not been using my Apple TV as of late. And it's because I got really frustrated that the Apple TV Plex app would not play Atmos sound of uncompressed mm -hmm. audio. It, it, the way Apple does its stuff on the Apple TV, it will only play at most sound if the sound is previously compressed, right? So if if the Plex server has to do any transcoding, it strips out the Atmos metadata. So Atmos is 7.1, I'll say, that's not entirely correct, but let's say it's 7.1 sound, right, or 7.2 sound, uh, with extra metadata that tells you where all of those sounds should come from. That metadata gets stripped out anytime there's any change or transcoding that needs to happen. And with uncompressed data, the Apple TV does not play uncompressed data. So the Plex server is forced to transcode it, which strips out the, the, the metadata. Could, could Plex be reprogrammed to put it back in? I believe the answer is yes. Have they done that? I am certain that the answer is no. Uh, so... I started looking for other options. And if you look online and ask about what's the most powerful media streaming player, you don't have to look too far before you find the NVIDIA Shield TV Pro. This thing is absolutely spectacular. It, it runs Android TV, just like, or Google TV, whatever you want to call it, uh, just like the, the Chromecast does. The interface can be tweaked, as Andrew mentioned, to make it perfectly smooth and easy to use. You can remote control it. It plays uncompressed audio and uncompressed video. It even has some AI upscaling to take things that aren't 4K and turn them into 4K for your 4K TV. If your TV doesn't already do that, I, if you have one of these or you get one of these, I recommend a B testing it, which it actually has a button that you can you can program a button to let you A B test. So you can see, all right, how good does my TV make this look when it upsamples versus how does the NVIDIA Shield TV Pro make it look when it upsamples and you can decide which one you like better and and then just go with that. But uh it's I it's fantastic as a as a streamer. It's 180 bucks, so you know, you're you're paying for what you get and We've had it running for three weeks now, I think, and have not even considered using the Apple TV. I mean, we didn't unplug the Apple TV. It's right there. I could bounce back and forth with ease. And we just use the um, the, the Shield. It, the remote is great. We, we've been using its stock remote. I didn't. I mean, I did like, configure it with my Harmony remote, but it's just it works great. Can it, you remote it from your iOS device? Uh-huh. Is there a remote? Yeah, with the, okay. with the Google app. Just like, yeah, just like okay. um, Andrew mentioned. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Right. It it doesn't, you have to put that app on your device. It's not just like built in, right? So, uh, sure. so there's that. But, but wow, look out, Apple. 
Yeah. Apple TV me, is getting some real challengers yes, in that space. Yeah. Yes. Let me ask you this. Um, I remember when I used to do business travel, there were special models of TV that would not allow you to put video into them, like HDMI. Yep. Yep. I mean, I looked at this once, you know, I, I was staying in a hotel and I tried to plug in, you know, my video and it wouldn't work. So I looked at the model number and then, you know, Google that. And they're like, yeah, this is a hotel model TV because rather than you watching your stuff, they'd rather have you buy it from them or rent it from them. Yeah, I think I, 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 I yeah, it, it, it still might happens. It's rare, but it's it still rare. Happens, so it's seeing, largely yeah. gone. Yeah, because so many people bring their own devices that with HDMI cables. I have found well, we had that issued in Vegas. Yes, but we wound up unplugging <laughs> right their input and putting ours into their HDMI one or something, wasn't it? Yeah, but that it, that wasn't because the TV was no. limited. It was because the, the the suite in Vegas has like a a a, a set of yeah. inputs on the wall that makes you right. think That's it's linked it to the TV. So you plug your HDMI in, it's like, oh, this must be linked to the TV. No, but it's lying. It's li- It's not linked to the TV. So Pete. Like kind of lifted the TV off the wall, and I like scrambled underneath and changed the HDMI cable. I did no such thing. Nobody saw me. You can't prove a thing. (laughs) (laughs) But but then it worked fine. Yeah, I had one. I was down. It's actually in in Connecticut last year for a quick overnight, and the um the the TV had multiple inputs on the side, you know, but I couldn't change to them. I think it was like. To your point, John, I think it was in, you know, hotel mode or whatever. And I looked online quick and sometimes there's a, a you know, a thing you can do with the remote to pr- to get it out of hotel mode. That wasn't the case because the only remote that was in the room was for the hotel's specific box, right? That was like plugged into the TV. So I didn't have the TV remote. So, okay, fine. But the hotel's little box plugged into the TV with HDMI. So I just unplugged their box from the TV and plugged my HDMI out from, I think it was my iPad in and I was able to watch the hockey game. I wanted to watch or whatever. The problem was the TV's volume internal to the TV was set to full blast. And the volume knob on the, on the remote that was in the room was to control it on the little box, not on the TV itself. So I had to use my iPad's volume to, you know, to, to, to not like, wake up my neighbors or whatever so but uh but yeah um speaking of plex they now right inside the plex app on all of your devices offer streaming movie rentals and they have like back catalog stuff but they also had like the barbie movie you could rent for 5.99 uh five dollars and 99 cents just to make it clear uh so if you are a plex user and you're looking for a movie don't be surprised when you see Plex sourced uh, movie rentals just show up right there in the app. And these come direct from Plex or a partnership they have or whatever it is. So um, I, I don't know. I now, that how, pretty cool. how is there, you know, I've noticed this. So I've been using Redbox for years and they still have kiosks where you can get a physical DVD. And I think it's uh, or Blu-ray. I think it's only two dollars now. Okay. My reflection, though, is when I look either at them uh, on their app on Apple TV, their um, their pricing is more than the physical media. I don't know maybe it's you're paying for the convenience of being able to stream it or rent it online. 
Yeah. So, I don't, yeah. Aquaman's $20.99 to rent on uh, mm. on Plex. It's because they're still... I, I don't know if it's the case here, but I, I've seen this with even with Apple TV now. All of these movies, a lot of them are still in the theater. So when yeah. they first hit streaming... The purchase price is usually around twenty five bucks, and this and the like rental price is usually around twenty bucks. It will eventually go down. Like you can see, Barbie's already down to what six, six bucks. bucks. It yep. looks like there. Yeah, but it okay. takes it takes weeks till it's left. You know, weeks or months after it's left the theater before it hits that. So I've learned like if I want to buy a film, uh, I will usually wait till it's been out of the theater for a month or two, and then you can get it for like ten bucks or five bucks. If you try to buy it in the first month it's usually 20 25 bucks mm-hmm. that makes sense. In that range. yeah so yeah, yeah. so check just check it out in implex i mean it it it's just there it's it's pretty pretty impressive in the in the movies and shows on plex section of your library so um i want to uh i want to take us i i don't know i know we're kind of pushing our our time uh but i i did want to share a story from listener patrick and and i have a story of my own to to share along with this and I wanted to make sure we did this while you were here, John, because I think you would appreciate uh, this. So Patrick shares, he says, uh, I subscribed to Kelby One for my photography. I thought it was at Kelby Training, which I think was an old site. And when I, visit that, when I visited that URL, uh, I got a screen that told me I had a problem with my firewall and, you know, all of those things. Uh, that come up from the scammer sites. Uh, he says, uh, I, you know, I've learned to be careful of these. Unfortunately, this also happened to my wife when I was not at home. When she saw it, she was scared and called the numbers on the screen and then mm-hmm. proceeded to withdraw $5,000 in cash to go in place in a Bitcoin machine at some CD retail outlet. Uh, and they told her, don't answer calls from your husband while you're doing this. She would not answer my calls or texts. Luckily, the Bitcoin machine would not take her $5,000. And while she was on the phone with these hackers, they told her to go to another site and try it, blah, blah, blah. Luckily, she got frustrated and hung up on them finally. She then answered my phone call as I was tracking her on Find My, and I told her to hang up the phone don't answer it unless it's for me and come home with the $5,000. He says, I was worried sick, uh, it, uh, but uh, obviously, you know, this thing happens. And uh, he says, my son is an attorney in Denver and handles clients who have lost money due to these scams, which scare the heck out of computer illiterates. So it is a real thing. He says, of course, I reported it to the FBI cybercrime site and didn't hear anything and don't expect to. So thank you for sharing that story. I, I have one to share too, and hopefully Lisa doesn't mind me sharing this. Um, she does all the accounting for our businesses, right? And uh, a few months ago, fall, I think this was John, she slacked me and casually said, hey, the bank said that uh, wire transfer didn't go through and is asking if I should resend it. Do you want to reach back out to the, the, the vendor and make sure that, you know, everything's okay. And I was like, what wire transfer? And she's like, you know, the big one from a couple of days ago. And I'm like, I don't, what, you, and, and you know, this is in Slack, right? There's a, I got a million things going on transacting me. So my frustration level is like quickly rising. I'm like, treat me like I'm five and start at the beginning. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, yeah, you emailed me that invoice from that consultant the other day that you needed paid immediately. And, uh, and you gave me all the wire information. And I was like, I no. what? If you had another guest. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) nope. And so I, I went to her computer with her and she showed me the email that said it was from Dave Hamilton, but the reply address was not me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And so when she replied asking, you know, a clarifying question, she got an answer from me, seemingly, and uh, and proceeded to file and submit the wire transfer with the bank without ever talking to me because she thought Mm. we were already talking. And thankfully, I don't like to say anything good about the banks. I really, really don't. But Bank of America saved me 25K last year. Like, you know, she wired it out and uh, and. And the banks, you know, had figured out that this was a scammer and and blocked the transfer. But uh, and, you know, as soon as she was looking at it uh, objectively, she's like, oh, I can't believe I fell for this. She's like, you would never have emailed me like this. You would have slacked me. She's like, we don't do email for these kinds of things. I'm like, yeah. you're exactly right. Like, yeah, but it's really e- and she's very literate on a computer, but it's really easy. And I see it constantly. I get in fact, I just got an email yesterday from, you know, Lisa Hamilton, except it wasn't saying, hey, I need you to change the direct deposit details for my next paycheck before the next pay cycle. And I was like, yeah. And I've gotten it from, okay. <laughs> you know, from other employees, too. And I, I now just respond and say, yeah, I can do that. As soon as you pay back the, the payroll loan that you took from us, here's our PayPal account. Put that thousand dollars back and then I can change your payroll things. And and thus far they haven't sent me the grand, but you know, I'll keep trying. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen so anything I, like I that, John? Phishing, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I get phishing emails that appear to be invoices for a product or service that someone provided to me. Yeah. And although people will tell you not to click on those, sometimes I just have a little extra time and I want to mess with them because mm-hmm. if, if they're messing with me, they're not scamming someone else. And exactly. The, the typical thing, the typical thing is, Oh gosh, your computer is infected with a hundred viruses and, um, you know, go to this site or let us get into your computer so we can fix it for you. And I'm like, ha ha. And usually the conversation ends, uh, when they try to do log me in or whatever remote service, I'll then cut them off. Um, I, um, you know, what? comes, and I, and I even talked to one, one time, uh, voice. Oh yeah. And I was like, you know, you should really make better choices with your life. <laughs> I'm like, it seems, you know, something about computers, but scamming people, I'm like, you're going to get caught. Oh yeah. And they're like, no, we're not. And I'm like, yeah, I think you will. Yeah. Cause they're, they're using mm-hmm. a, a public phone number, you know, 1-800 number. Yeah. But that's a um, fake number. That, well, I they mean, may be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but a, I'm sure if you get the right people on the job, you, you can find out where they're really calling. From. But they're it, often they're from a foreign, like they're not from the United yeah. States. So that, you know, um, gets, their English was good. So I suspect they were in this country, but no, you're right. Uh, a, a lot of times it, it's, yeah. it could be because you hear this, you know, you'll hear, they're in a call center and there's all this noise in the background and, and you can, you know, sometimes hear other voices and all that. So, um, yeah, come if yeah, you're at the, some of them are, 
some of them are convincing though, is that, you know, they'll have like the logo of, uh, my bank, you know, is correct. The, uh, reply address, uh, is usually correct though. Not always. This is the big tip for me is if you look at the address that they're sending it to, if it says undisclosed recipient <laughs> or someone else's address, I'm like, you don't even know me. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have a fun story to tell, which I will not uh, share on the show here, A, because it would take too much time, and B, because it's probably not entirely family-friendly. What I did to one of these scammers once, I kept them on the phone for a very long time, and I... I made them look at something that was very upsetting to them after a while, and they were upset with me. Uh, but come to the hangout on Sunday, and and if somebody remembers to ask me, I'll 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 wax poetic go. about it then. John, before is- we go though, uh, I want to. You had one more cool stuff found that you wanted to tell us about, with a little bit yes. maybe of show and tell even on the uh, for yes, those watching the video. But describe it uh, close enough to the microphone so that all the folks on the audio can can hear it too. So all right. So if you're on video, you can see this. This is my iPad, uh, fourth generation Air. Um, see that thing on the bottom there? Describe it for the folks who I, I got. What I got is so someone online was like, "Oh, you know, I'm getting a new iPad. What case should I get?" And I'm like, "Well, you could get the uh, Folio case, which is a very basic case. It has a tilt and stuff yeah. and magnets, so it'll turn off." And that worked. That worked for me for a while, but when this person asked me. I was like, you know what? Let me see what's out there as far as keyboards for the iPad. And so I got um I got the iPad Apple Magic Keyboard. Dude. Yeah? You you, thing, you like it? Remember remember we were we were at a show a while ago and I was trying to use the iPad and the pencil to like take notes and all that? Yep. Pain in the neck. Not a path that I would take. I would say the only reason you want to get an Apple Pencil is if you can, if you have drawing talent. But in this case, with the backlit keyboard and the trackpad, I, I'm actually using my iPad during the day instead of my computer because uh, e- even that older iPad Air fourth generation, yeah, I I can typically get at least a day out of it. Um, and the other thing that's neat is that you can do, um, split screen. So my normal operating mode is I'll have Reddit on the left and I'll have Twitter on the right. Okay. (laughs) Um, the only thing that gets kind of weird is navigating away from or navigating two different apps. And the best way that I found to do that is you do, uh, Command tab, I think. Command it is. tab, just uh, like on the Mac, is that? Yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, is that? I'll choose Command tab, and then it'll show the icons of of the apps that are running. And there's one that's kind of like the Finder, and so I'll typically switch to that if I want to run another app. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. But but it, it it's a nice keyboard. It's backlit, and um, and the trackpad. Some navigating some things is kind of weird. Like sometimes it'll get the wrong focus in a text field or something like that. Yep. Um, it doesn't have function keys. I was hoping for function keys. There is another vendor, I think Kensington or I forget who it was that actually have function keys. This one does not. Okay. So cool. Cool. I like it. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Adam, do you have one of these? 
I do. I've been using mine for years with my 11 inch uh, iPad Pro. I think yeah. I have a first gen, second gen. I don't know. It's old, but um, yeah, absolutely love it. I, I love the the charging. Although I will admit the charging, you know, on the keyboard is slower than if you just plug it into the side. And but you can do either either. Got right? it. You could plug right into the side of the iPad. It's not blocked or anything like that. And um, for for the app thing, John, I would recommend just using your Spotlight launcher. So all the same, uh, you know, shortcuts work. So just hit command space bar and type the name of the app and hit enter and boom, you can open up another app. Uh, hmm. That's a good idea. Just like you do on your Mac, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I like it. That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. I, I, you know, I've, I've used them. I've tested them. I've never really lived with one. Um, but that's fascinating. I, I, I've watched my, family use uh the apple pencil and none of them use it for draw i mean I, I suppose they have used it for drawing but for the most part like lisa uses something i, I think it might be goodreader on the ipad with the apple pencil to track like when she's knitting making notes on the on the knitting pattern so that she knows where she is and and all of that stuff and my kids when they were in school both high school and college loved taking notes on their iPad with the pencil because you get that tactile experience of taking the notes and they, they said it really helped them with retention and things like that. So um, the, the app that you use for taking notes, I think makes a difference. I like notability a lot. That's what they were so using. I Sorry, not good. That. Notability that you're right. Yeah. 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 But I think mean, there's other good ones. That's just the one I fell on. Yes, yes. Apple Notes can be okay, but I, just some of the features with Notability, it has some features where you can create kind of a, a larger writing area so you can put your, you know, that's your what, cursors that's there what and then just did. track along. And it's got shortcuts for, you know, going to the next line and doing, you know, so. Yeah. Kind of really need a good note-taking app, app I think, to really use the pencil with notes. That yeah, you, yeah, my and my family said exactly the same thing. They tried using Apple Notes and they were like, "This is untenable." But they, they you know, their friends or someone quickly told them. Maybe I told them because somebody on the show told me. I don't know, but you know, they quickly moved to Notability, and then that was it. They were like, "Oh, this is now completely functional as a note taking device, it's and it's it amazing. It's the way yeah. it should work." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it's yeah. also just for better for like managing your notes and things like that. Yeah. So I'll set up different folders for work things or. That your personal sense. things and kind of organize everything and it can all sync to your other devices. And yeah, the other thing I'll say about that, the Apple magic keyboard is it is heavy. It does add a lot of weight, but it's very easy to snap on and off. So I'll use it, you know, mm -hmm. depending upon what I'm doing, I'll snap it on, use it as the keyboard thing during the day to work and then snap it off at night to just sit around and lounge and browse and read stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and if you want to know what's going on behind the scenes on your iPad, so I'm linking to this. It's a utility about a while ago, but never really used it that much until I got the keyboard. Then I wanted to see, you know, how's my uh, iPad holding up here? It's called System Status Pro Hardware Monitor, and it shows you your battery, CPU consumption, memory use, uh, everything you ever want to know about what's happening in iOS, which kind of surprised me because usually they they kind of hide that stuff. So I don't know what these guys did to get all those and graphs. I used this a while ago and and like removed it because it stopped being able to get data. I see the last update was in May of 23. Does it work with iPad OS 17? Uh, as far as I can tell. Wow. Wait, 17? 
Aren't you on 17 now? <laughs> Isn't that what we're all on? So, right? Maybe. Uh, uh, me, yeah, latest. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you're on the latest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 17.3 is what my phone's on, so I assume I... Yeah, okay. Huh? That's great to know. All right, yeah. It will link to that, obviously. that's that, Yeah, because I remember buying it. At, we probably mentioned it on the show 10 years ago, John. Like, you, you know, when it when it was a thing, and then there was a period of time where it was not a thing. So, huh? <laughs> great. Cool. Apple didn't want you looking. They don't want you looking, Pete. It's just no. how it is. I know. It's how they are. Yeah. Well... Uh, uh, real quickly, before you go closing jump back to the scammers thing now it's the phone call it's not for an email but uh, porthos john mentioned in there a pate a-p-a-t-e dot a-i as an app that will it's a interactive oh. chat bot that will what? answer phone calls and engage scammers <laughs> what <laughs> to keep oh <laughs> this is why we love technology oh right that's outstanding all right yeah we will uh we'll link to this <laughs> Oh, wow. I just rely on scammer payback to do that for me. YouTube channel. And I'm addicted to it. It's Wait, all right. Yeah. I don't know about pay- this. It's called scammer payback. It's just this guy and a group of people that they just go mess with scammers all day long. Yeah. And to oh, the he's point really good too. They will, they will reverse the, the screen share connection and they have relationships with, um, you know, the screen sharing that they all use. And he, they will get on the computer and start just deleting files. Like they will download and delete files, and then they they work with the they work with the FBI and local oh. law enforcement to turn these guys in and shut down. Oh um, man, oh, I had know, no idea. Shut this down is, call centers this. and stuff. This is great. Yeah, so they expose and, these and guys and shut them down. They're friends with the glitter bomb guy too, and they actually wound yeah. up going to India and and putting mice that and I heard about. in their building. Yeah, I heard about that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Feedback's yeah. Feedback's a B word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fascinating. So. All right. Well, all good things must come to an end. We're at we're at an old time here. We're almost a minute and a half in. A minute and a half? How about an hour and a half into we'll this? You know, well, it's time is, time is, uh, what did I do? Linear. Not linear. Not linear. You sure you don't want to go eight more minutes? Uh, why would I want to go eight more minutes, Adam? Because it's ten sixteen for me right now, and then it would be ten twenty four. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, no, I think we'll bring the band in. Yeah, I hear musica. Yeah, you know it's time. It's time. Thank you for hanging out with us, folks. Not just for this episode, but for uh, a full thousand and twenty three previous episodes. Yeah, and this one. So now we've yeah we've yeah. done it ten twenty four. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I'm stoked. I'm having a blast. So, John, it's been good to uh, to have you here. What? Uh, where can people find you these days if they uh, if they want to hunt you down and talk about Reddit and uh, keyboards and um, printers? I would say Twitter is probably the uh, the best. Okay. I'm almost always monitoring that, and that's it. Uh, John F. Braun. I'm um, also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, same username as far as I know. So, Sweet. Uh, if you're looking for me, you'll find me. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, that, this was a blast to, to just hang out and have some fun. Uh, thanks to Cashfly for providing all the bandwidth to get the show from us to you. I'll put links in the show notes for, of course, John on his Twitter account and the rest of us on Twitter and Mastodon and, and all that stuff. And uh, I will also put links to 
the podcast that, that Pete does called So There I Was. And I'll link to my shows too, Business Brain and Gig Gab. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's what we got for today. Uh, yeah, here we are. Are you on Mastodon yet, John? Messing around with that? No, I'm... I'm still wrestling with Twitter. All right. Cool. Hey, uh, do you have any advice, John? Uh, Maybe Pete's shirt might provide some inspiration for those uh, watching the the video stream. Do do you have any advice for people that are wrestling with Twitter or really just doing anything? Some generic advice, maybe three solid words. I think those three words, Dave, would be don't get caught. That's some good advice. Thanks for hanging out, folks. Later.